Dr. John Easter on Together in Missions. Here is Dr. John. The truth is, there is something powerful about showing up, being present. And I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for honoring us with your presence, and thank you for being online, online community. There are people that would love to be here, but because of physical um, things that are happening in their lives, they're not able to be here. So we as a church family, we want to say we love you. We're glad that you're checking this out, and we just believe God has the ability to show up, and when he shows up, how many know he changes everything? God's presence is what we are really all about here. And today we're going to get into Matthew chapter 1 in just a moment if you want to grab your Bibles. But I, I want to talk to you about the power of his presence. What, does it, what happens when God shows up? You see, we live in a world where the gift of someone's presence, when, when I say presence, what I mean is when someone is fully present with you, that's a true gift, isn't it? Because oftentimes if you're talking to somebody, and I don't want to call anybody out, but even now people are checking their phones. They're like, oh, put them away. They're distracted. They're thinking about other things. Have you ever been talking to somebody and then they say, what was that? What did you say again? It just doesn't feel good, does it? But we serve a God who showed up. And he showed up for you and for me, and he gave everything for you and me. Even in a world that we live in that would say, is trying to say God is absent, we believe God is present. So if you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to pick it up in verse 18, I want to read this to you. It says this, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And I want you to say this with me when I count to three, which means... One, two, three. God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord, I pray that this word would go forth in power. It would change our lives. It would transform our hearts, and that we would experience the very presence of you, Jesus, today. In your mighty and wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So what I just told you and read to you about Jesus coming from heaven to earth as a baby, theologians, scholars, 
Really, anybody that reads the Christmas story, we know that there's a fancy word for this, and it's the word incarnation. Say to your neighbor, incarnation. Incarnation. And if you're new to faith or new to Christianity, the incarnation really is the cornerstone. It's the foundation that we build everything around our faith around is that because we were sinners, we were lost and broken, we couldn't earn our way to heaven, so God came to us. And people have tried to understand, describe. In fact, I remember in Bible college, uh, one of my professors gave us this paragraph of the incarnation. I'll be honest with you, I was more confused afterwards than when I walked in, so I thought I'd read it to you for fun. You ready? This is what the incarnation is. In Christian theology, the doctrine of the incarnation holds that Jesus, the preexistent divine logos word, and the second hypostasis, hypostasis of the Trinity, God the Son and Son of the Father, taking of human body and human nature, was made flesh, conceived in the womb of Mary the Theotokos, God-bearer. The doctrine of the incarnation then entails that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully human. His two natures join in hypostatic union. Got all that? What does that mean? Jesus was both 100% God and 100% man. Why, why does that matter? Because if he was not God, he would not be perfect and his sacrifice would not atone for all of our sins. And if he was not fully human, then we couldn't connect with him and relate with him. He had to be the perfect sacrifice of both God and Man, that's what the incarnation is all about. And why this is so important is because God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's why Emmanuel, God with us, is so important. I'll read it to you one more time, verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means one, two, three. Oh, you guys are so good. And the reason this is so important is because and this is the topic I want to talk to you about briefly this morning, is it reveals the wonder of the love of God. He could have shouted his love from heaven. Instead, he showed it to us on earth. It's one thing for people to say, I love you, but it's another thing for them to show up in your life. When I was growing up, I got to play basketball, and in high school, we got to play in some pretty big arenas, and one of them was uh, the Tacoma Dome for the state championships, and my parents were there. They were dressed up. They had all of the gear. My grandparents had buttons with my brother and I's picture on them. They had our last names on them. Come on, any grandparents in the house dress up for their grandkids, okay? Parents, we dress up. In fact, I love it. I think parents get a bad name sometimes because of all of the media, right? Like the parents are fighting people in the stands. By the way, we don't endorse that. But I love the passion of parents to be there for their kids. So one time my, my parents were at a game and my, my mom accidentally sat right in front of the video camera. And so during the basketball game, when she would sit, you couldn't see her. But whenever myself or my brother would score, she would stand up and go like this. Ah! And so you would have periodically throughout the game, you couldn't see anything but my mom's head shaking like this. And we went and watched the game tape afterwards, and you see my mom just thrilled and so excited, and she was present. 
And I want you to know, I honestly don't have a memory of my games growing up, like Little League soccer, basketball, baseball. I don't have any memories where my parents weren't there. My grandparents showed up. I just, they, I, every time I think about a sporting event, they were present. And I want you to know, I always felt loved by that. It meant so much to me. And I know it means so much to every one of you when somebody that you care about shows up. I was telling this story in a sermon about a decade ago. And afterwards, we had a, a lady come forward for prayer. Her name was Maria. And she had tears in her eyes. And she said, as you were telling that story, I just had this flashback of all this pain because, you see, I played basketball and I actually got really good, but my parents weren't into basketball, so they never came to one of my games. Just the heartbreak of people not showing up, especially the ones that should. And I think there are people in this room that you can relate to that. It may not be basketball, it may not be a sport, but there is something in your life where you had a moment in time where the people that you love the most should have been there and they weren't. And oftentimes when we come to the holidays, there are people here right now and it's hard to get excited because you can have all of the gifts of, in the world that you would ever ask for, but if the right person is not there, there's something missing, isn't there? And as Maria was telling me this story, all of a sudden she got a smile. And she said, but I got to tell you this. I had an encounter with Jesus. And he told me that, I, that he saw every single play of my life. He was cheering for me in heaven. And I want you to know, even if you feel alone, even if your apartment or your house may be empty of people, the presence of God is there and available at the moment's notice, and he's cheering for you. He loves you. That's the wonder of the love of God. You see, when you start looking at the love of God, it changes your entire perspective because you can actually have an entire house filled with everything, but without love, it's empty, isn't it? And so today, God's love, the wonder of Jesus coming down as a baby, it has the power to change everything. And here's my big idea if you're taking notes or write this down or you could snap a picture if you want. But love isn't something God does. Love is who he is. Now some of you are listening to that. I'm going to read that one more time. Love, is something God do love isn't something God does. Love is who he is. You might be thinking, I don't believe that. Well, don't worry. I've got scripture to back it up. 1 John 4, 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because, are we ready? God is love. You can receive the love of God this Christmas. In fact, my prayer is today that you would receive the love of God. And in spite of all the love that God has poured out upon us, Human nature, people have sinned, gone their own way. In fact, the children of Israel, as they're waiting for the Messiah, they're in captivity, they're lost. God hasn't spoken for a long time. And in fact, if you read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there are over 300 different prophecies about Jesus that he fulfills. How cool is that? 
And Jesus fulfills all of them. And I want to talk to you about one in particular because if you hold on to this, I think it will give you hope because if you're here and you're like, man, I want that love, but I'm missing it, I want to tell you there's hope for you today this Christmas. And it's, it's found in this prophecy about Jesus, and it's in Isaiah 11, verse 1, and here's what it says. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Why, why is that so powerful? I want to show you a picture. It's going to come up on the screen, and you can check this out. A stump, by definition, means that the tree has been cut off, and it's going to die. And what Israel is experiencing at this time is this feeling of hopelessness, of being lost, of everything that their hopes and dreams are just gone. But out of the voice of Isaiah, God speaks and says, I'm not done with Israel. I'm not done with my children. I love them. Oh, wait, can we put that picture back up? Sorry, let's keep it up for just a second. I'm almost done with it. There will be a shoot. What does that mean? New life, new hope, new joy, new freedom, and the most important thing that every person in this room needs, new love from God. You may be without hope because you don't feel love this Christmas, but I want to tell you that Jesus has come to give you love. How? God is love. When you receive Jesus, you receive is love. I was talking with a lady at our church last Sunday, and she's been through a lot. And if talk even louder as our guys get, get ourselves figured out here. I'm not sure if it must have been this one. That's okay. You're good, man. All right. So here, here's the story. You ready? Are we ready? Can you hear me okay? How about the balcony? Let's go. Good. By the way, my, my grandpa Oscar was a Pentecostal preacher, and he preached without a microphone his almost his whole life. So it's in my genes. It's okay. So as, as, um, this lady was telling me her story. Her husband had just died, passed away. And as she went back with nobody to her house, laid down on her bed, she leaned over to nobody and said, Jesus, I guess it's me and you. And she looked at me, and you know what she said? been with me every step of the way. He's changed my life. And I want you to hear this. Isn't it amazing when I'm talking about hearing the love of God that something is shut off? How many know the enemy has got no choice? No chance. No power. No microphone can stop us from proclaiming the gospel. There's an enemy trying to 
and life to the full. Amen. Last night we had five people receive Jesus as their personal Lord. Been, let's give it up for John. Thank you, John. And Tyler. Keep your, sorry, you have to bow your heads and close your eyes one more time. You're here this morning. And there's no greater time to receive Jesus as your king than Christmas Eve. Jesus is ready to receive you. He loves you. He is love. No matter what you've heard about him before, he is love. So if you're here this morning and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are, and we're going to pray for you. Is there anybody here that wants to receive Jesus this morning? Just lift your hand. I see that hand. That's amazing. Awesome. Any other hands? I see that hand right there. That's so cool. Praise God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Another hand right there. Praise God. More hands are going up. That's all. Another hand. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give thank you. Another hand over there. Thank you so much. Another hand down there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, would you go ahead and put your hands. Thank you. I see that hand too. Let's go. All right, would you put your hands down? Let's everybody as a body, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent. And I turn to you, and I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. I receive you as my king, as my savior, and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's give the Lord a shout of praise for the people that raised their hands. If you raise your hand, I want to encourage you right after service at the Hub, we have a gift for you and some next steps. And one of those important next steps is happening next Sunday is Baptism Sunday. If you Come on, it's going to be amazing. I want to encourage you to come out. We've already baptized 45 people this year. Isn't that amazing? Glory to God. And I want to invite you to come. And if you want to get baptized, you can sign up. Uh, online, if you look in the back seats, you can just take your camera. Out the back of the seats, there's a QR code right there. You can fill it out or you can stop by the hub and sign up. We would love to um, help you take your next step. If I could have everybody stand with me just for a moment as we get ready to close the service. I want to pray for one more thing. If you're here this morning, you're a believer, you love God, but to be honest, things have been hard. You feel discouraged, and you would love to receive the love of God this morning. Would you just raise your hand right where you are? I want to see. I want to pray for you right where you are. Where you're seated. If you want to receive a fresh touch of the love of God, thank you. Lots of hands. You want to be encouraged and strengthened by Him, Lord. I pray for every hand that's up, from the balcony down to the floor. I pray that you would fill them with your love, with your joy, with your peace, and most of all, your presence, because you bring love. 
I pray that people would encounter you today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we're gonna, I'm going to invite my family to come up, and we are going to sing Silent Nights and enjoy the candlelight. So here we go. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.